gang, here it is. It's your favorite time of the week. The time where a brand new episode of Terribly Funny is coming right at you. And here it is. It's a new episode. Hi, gang. It's me, your buddy, your pal, your host, Steve Bazalone. Uh, I may sound a little congested. Well... That's right, I am. I'm getting over a cold. I got a real death rattle going around in my sinuses. I got a little little Kathleen Turner rasp happening. But you know what? We're still going to fucking do it because we got a great episode today, and we've got a great guest. He's a uh, somebody I've known for a few years, but he's uh, become a little bit closer with him in the last year, and he's wildly talented. It's Max Silvestri. He's a writer, actor, producer, uh, uh, incredibly funny comedian. He's written for things like The Onion, Billy on the Street, Big Mouth, uh, The Golden Globes. He's also a very very funny stand-up he opened for uh john mulaney's tour all last year and he crushed i saw him twice he was great he's also part of the netflix uh special that came out last year the comedy lineup check that out uh he's done a ton of great things he's got a bunch of things to develop and today he's got an amazing story a real doozy of a story a whopper if you will uh all about what it's like to be young and in love and when you're in love the person you're in love with, you're like, oh, well, they must reciprocate. Uh, but th- what happens when they do, but maybe with not one, but maybe two other people? Uh, it's a great story. And it's all about like what we are when we're young, stupid idiots. Uh, and we're just naive. And we want to believe in the best. And I think it's a great story. It's very compelling. And we're going to get to that in just one second. But before we do, let me say this. Hey, friends, do you like this podcast? If you do, you know, go to our iTunes page. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Subscribe. Also, check us out on all the social media. Check us out at Twitter. It's at Terribly underscore funny. On Instagram, you can see a picture of me and Max looking like handsome bros. It's Terribly Funny Podcast. Also, you want to drop a line and be like, hey, Steve, how you doing? Also, Max seems chill. You can do so. Drop me a line at Terribly Funny Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Sincerely. There, that part's done. Now let's get to the good thing. And the good thing, of course, is uh, our good friend Max telling a doozy of a story. I hope you enjoy it. Buckle up. And theme music. I mean, it, it's bad with distance, but I, I, and I, I only like think about it now because I wrote about it. I've been writing about it in like an, in a newer way, but I, like my first very serious post college relationship, mm-hmm. um, I was left, but then it, it was like it went viral. The story of how I was dumped. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I've been that yeah. Once. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought of you when I was thinking of sharing it. I mean, mine was luckily like not attached to my name. Sure. Publicly. But still. But everyone I knew, mm-hmm. I mean, this was like 2007, 2008. So like, I feel like when things went, quote, viral, there were like less of them. Right. And you had longer with it. So right. like. That's true. Like the news cycle wasn't as fast. Exactly. And like Facebook was something that actually did seem to connect people who knew each other. So like I had this community in New York of like new peers, but also all my college friends moved to New York. Right. And um so I was like seeing this girl and she was living with me mm-hmm. um, and she like didn't come home one night in a way that like wasn't responding to texts. And huh. I was like sort of freaking out. That's it was terrifying. like a Saturday yeah. night where we'd like made separate plans and I was terrified. But I think even in the moment was like, I don't think she got hit by a bus. Right. You know, like I, there's probably some explanation. I may not be happy with it. But yeah. Yeah. I think she's probably okay. a safety is not why I'm flipping out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like, I couldn't really get in touch with her the next day. Um, and sort of like to yada, yada it. She, she had like moved out like 
for this like college acquaintance of mine who lived like a few blocks away and basically like decided to stay over his house and like nuclear the situation with me. Uh Um, but she apparently was also like kind of having this romantic thing with his best friend, another college acquaintance who I didn't really know. Well, did the one college acquaintance know about the other one? No. So what happened was she wrote, a like dear John letter, not to me, Mm -hmm. but to this guy that she wasn't staying with basically explaining like, even though I feel so, you know, we have this connection that's unbelievable. Like I've decided, like I'm, I'm with your best friend now. (laughs) He was so furious at this that he forwarded it to like a few friends. Uh And one of them who like sometimes wrote for Jezebel published it oh boy um with uh the names changed but like an explanation of the situation so it like i was not even mentioned in the letter but it was that that was in the context so the article was like this girl's dating a friend of mine left him for like guy you know guy yeah sure and uh, uh then wrote this letter to the guy x's best friend guy y who's also and like so i was like weirdly like this double cuckold or whatever where like they, like there was a menage a trois you like even, you didn't even get a letter yeah i didn't get a letter much and less like, a mention a much less like hey like things are intense because of what i did to max but like let's talk about our connection it was Jesus. fully just like no no i was always gonna leave him i know you thought i was gonna leave him for you but i decided to leave him for Ugh. this other guy and this like kind of went viral on uh Jezebel, like in a, in a Facebooky way, but in a way where like everyone I knew was able to connect the dots. Connected the dots. It was written by like a mutual friend between all of us. Like I think her byline was maybe on it. It just was like this very, um, yeah. I mean, you understand. It just was like this thing of like, oh, not only like do I have to explain that I've been broken up with or that yeah. like that girl that I moved in very quickly to my apartment is no longer there, but. Um, <sighs> Everyone sort of knows this weird, this weird history uh, suddenly. Um, that did you ever have like any? Did you have any sort of closure with her? Because I mean, you must have had to come and grab her shit at some point. Um, well, I mean, th- that was um, about as intense as could be. In that, I think it was like she, she like a month later, mm-hmm. she like sort of had made. She's like, if you could not be at the place, like on this Friday, or like whatever, it's like we've... A month? It was weird. Like she wow. didn't have that much there, but right. that's how much she didn't want to like deal with this. I mean, we, she was 22, 23, I was 24. So like the, the amount of stuff you have right. when you're like weirdly moving into... I mean, I lived with two roommates and it's basically she moved into like right. my giant bedroom and like had stuff in the closet, but it wasn't like... Right, right, right. It wasn't um, like I need to come and get like my computer and my my love seat. No, no, yeah. exactly. Um, but we'd like made. I guess we ha- had some sort of date to. Um, well, oh, that's a, that's right. I think two days later. So this happened on a Saturday night. That not coming home. Sunday night, kind of pieced together that there was something great. Like what was going on. So, but at that point, you st- there's still no letter. That happens days afterwards. So you're just kind of... Well, here's the thing. I, like, remembered her email password. Uh-huh. Went into her email trying to figure... Like, I literally hadn't gotten a word right. from anyone. And this was, like... And that, tw- that's... Sorry, sorry I'm interrupting you, But that's always, like, a low moment. Where like, yeah. am I going to do this? But it's also... In that moment, it's like, 
is this is she alive? Yeah. I just want to know like everything's fine. Yeah, I mean, I will. I think it's giving me too much credit to say that it was. I need to make sure she's alive. I I I think it's a it's always like a, a sticky wicket when you're like looking through mm-hmm. a partner's shit. Mm-hmm. But also, at least in that context, is like I don't know what's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. And there was a there was like nothing in the email, but there was a draft, and she was like in the middle of writing that email. Like I could see it like every 20 seconds it would like oh, update shit. and like a new, it wasn't live, but right. it was however a draft works. So I sort of realized that she was Ugh. like composing this email in that moment. And I like pieced together who the two people were. But there was never a moment where you're like, oh, she's writing one to me. No, <laughs> no. I remember felt- being like, this is insane that. So I sort of like got out of the email and I'm sure I was already like deep into a few drinks and uh-huh. like had a bunch more. Did not go into work on Monday and just kind of like Seems slept okay. in Seems late reasonable. and was yeah. like in bed, miserable. And she came in to get some stuff and did not expect to see me uh-huh. she there. Safe. Like opened the bedroom door like Monday at 2 p.m. or whatever. Um, and I was there. And she like, was ha-ha, like, you broke my heart, uh-huh. so I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, in bed. Um, and this we, like, is what it feels like to be tricked. Yeah. <laughs> so we like didn't have much of a conversation then, but then like... I think maybe that's why. So she'd gotten a bunch of stuff right. out, but like a month later or something, it was, um, she's like, my mom and I are going to come. My mom's going to be in the city and like, she's going to like help me get stuff out. So we had this like on the books for Friday um, where I was like, yeah, I won't be there. Or I'm right. going to be gone or at work or something like that. But like the Thursday before was this Daft Punk concert at Coney Island. Sure. You get that, that. We had like already like, I think we were going to go together, but like we each had different friends going and had our own tickets. It was standing. It was like, right. I was going to do that anyway. Um, but not with her, but mm-hmm. like knew she was going to be there. And that's nerve wracking as hell. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, it was a big field, but it was like, you know, cause it was at, um, the Coney Island, uh, baseball. Right. Uh, like the governor's whatever. I or? forget. No, not the Island. It's, um, something park it's like a team it's a yeah. minor league baseball stadium yeah. in coney island so but it was like the first time i'd ever taken ecstasy and okay. um so i had like a great concert experience mm-hmm. but then kind of was not didn't have my wits about me after and somehow we ended up like texting at two in the morning mm-hmm. she came over because mm-hmm. she i think also was sure on something was something happening. um we had an unwise you know sort of one night rekindling and then the next morning it's also par for the course though yeah yeah of course like invariable but the next morning it was like pouring rain i'd gotten like five hours of sleep if that and then like so you're having like the ecstasy come down where like everything's terrible and her she's like my mom's two blocks away so she had to like leave to go like meet her mom in a new context or whatever but i just like had to get out. So just like walked like 10 blocks to meet a friend for like breakfast who also wasn't working in the pouring rain with that come down. So hungover. So like, this is so intense that she's like, I mean, the, the sad part of the story is all that happened. And about six months later, we got back together. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. And then we actually had like, so, I mean, that was against everyone's better judgment, obviously. Oh, sure. But that's like, I think everybody has one of those relationships where your friends just stand by and like, huh. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to support you, man, because you seem happy, but. But, huh. but on the other, you know, they, they also like were there for me when I was 
furious yeah. at this criminal. So all these people who, you know, it, we've all been put in this situation or put other people in a situation where you're just like, you know, let's rip them apart. Let's shit talk that yep. person. They can be like, you know what? I never liked them. Yeah. I always thought they were dumb. Oh, well, why didn't you say that? Yeah. Like, oh, but thank you yeah, for validating yeah, thank me. you. We all agree she's yeah. dumb. And then it's like, hey, can Here's I bring her to dinner? Um, and then they have to be like, uh, yeah, yeah. shit. Um, so like she sort of came back into my life, um, but then went away to grad school, like went to law school mm-hmm. in New Orleans. So we were like back together for about six months and then like sort of went long distance. And that's an easy way to peter off though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, but we weren't saying that like we, she would come visit New York. Mm-hmm. I, I would visit where she was and you know, it's clear there are things like not working great, but it's like we were, I don't know, trying and it was maybe better that we weren't right. But it, yes, it was petering out and she sent, she sent me a letter in like the spring just being like, I've decided like we shouldn't you know, whatever. And I, I think I was mad just that it was happening, but like right. it didn't actually, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, this Somewhat should, this relief and also not surprising. So I, maybe a month later, I'm at like a roof party in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and this acquaintance is like, oh, are you still like seeing that girl? And I start explaining like that, oh, like she was in, you know, we were doing long distance. Like right. I went down to, you know, where she, uh, Louisiana bunch, she came up to New York, like right. we were trying it and whatever. And, uh, this drunk girl sort of wanders over who I kind of know. And she's like, are you talking about like so-and-so uh-huh. like only heard that part. And she's like, I've like never met her, but she like was having this crazy affair with like my coworker, um, and like, I guess she was like dating a guy here in New York, even though she was in New Orleans. So like every weekend when she'd visit him, she actually would like meet up with him in like the afternoon. So like I found out that even though it wasn't like as strong as it was before, like we had been like making time and being a couple and like spent Christmas together over the course of this long distance year. And that whole time, this like friend whose name I'd heard of and met once briefly, um, she was like having, so it was like this double, and I like kind of had felt good with this second ending. I was like right. the letter, I was like, yeah, we should, you know, we tried it again. And, yeah. uh, you know, clearly there was something I had to get out of my system, but like it should end. But then to find out that it like had basically been a crazy weird lie the second Jesus. time was like, yeah. What, what do you think the pathology and the psychology of that is like of just the need for like, why you know it's interesting like i think as i've gotten older i've i mean it was the first situation i had in life that was very easy to cast myself as like a full victim right um and to like create this kind of dramatic soap opera narrative of Mm -hmm. like betrayal and like she's this criminal and um she's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, I got gutted by this. And, and while a lot of that is true, I think with age, you sort of also are like, I was like, like, who was I when I was like right. 24, 25? Like she was young, like, I'm, we were all zygotes. We were just yeah, tiny little babies. Yeah. Not to forgive anything, but there's stuff that it's like, I'm, I'm, I do forget, like just, we, right. we all put ourselves in situations where we don't know how to get out of and we act irresponsibly to sure. do it. I think she, and I don't know if she's, still like this we are not in touch but i think she had had i even remember when we were dating there was like she didn't like going to like this neighborhood in brooklyn because like she had an ex in that neighborhood Mm -hmm. who she lived with 
who she's just like, he's a really bad guy and I don't like seeing him. After what happened with us, I'm like, oh, I think, I think she's someone who like was at the time at least trying on new, to, to like, you know, like we had met like randomly and very quickly had this kind of like pulled together sort right. of vibe. And I think she like tried on partners and their lives right. in, a, in a hopeful like, this is me and this is who I am and this gives me value and, um, or this is the, what I've wanted, you know, right. like not just the, 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 the man, but also like the types of friends and that like what we do together is this and we, you know, we talk about novels and we like to like drink and cook food, right. whatever, like whatever this life was and when she would like see a different option or realize that she was wrong, she would like blow up the universe right? rather than admitting like, I actually don't like any of these things or like I thought I did. It turns out I don't, whatever. She just kind of would like find a new person that would give her an opportunity to like light a match and move on and sort of like leave behind these sort of like broken scraps of which friendships like, or whatnot. You know, I mean, on, on, an, uh, on a human and even empathetic level, understanding like the, the kind of universal need to like, want to have love in your life yeah, yeah. and uh, be afraid to make mistakes yeah. and be afraid to be alone and all that shit. All that shit is to some degree very universal. Yeah. But like, why do that with like, why need to have like hurt somebody just to have a safety net and then another safety net. Yeah. And also why travel so far and like spend holidays and like, well, I still got this thing on the side. I know. I mean, it's like, I, that just feels like so much work. Like whenever I hear somebody like has two families, I'm like, how exhausting must that be? Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I wonder where the like rope ran out or whatever. Like how she operates now is like, a, it's just it's, it's it's there. It's a lot of work. To, I like I can get being like addicted to love or to addicted sure. to like someone falling in love with you in the newness like attention or like mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah like the newness like the shiny new thing mm -hmm. or just and like the grass is greener but like yeah. at a certain point you have to look in the mirror it's, and like just to like I don't know uh, Brooklyn New York you know college it's all it's a smaller world it's a smaller right. pond it's just like so many different things kept getting like blown up in her life before and after me where I'm like you know you really you're scorching a lot of earth here yeah. and this just must be exhausting to be like, Oh, I have this person that, you know, <laughs> this group of people who hate right. me here. And like this thing that, um, I, I, I hope for her sake that at a certain point that, you know, yeah, she got tired of that or, or, you know, met someone that finally like the, the newness was no longer as interesting with somebody right. else, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't know if this is like a a I I tend to like look at it as a, as a positive, but that's also my perspective, and I could just be lying to myself. But like, I am friends or friendly with ninety five percent of the people that mm -hmm. I've dated or just like even hung out with, yeah. or made out with or whatever. Yeah, and I don't know if that's like if there is like a point of diminishing returns. I don't know if that like says like oh I need to be liked right, or whatever. Right, right, so maybe right. that's the negative side. But like, I don't understand the uh, the instinct of I don't want to feel these feelings or I don't want to look at whatever I did wrong yeah. or whatever. I don't want to like learn. I don't know what the instinct of just like blow up the death star. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I mean, I talked to a friend on this podcast at one point and he said like, I just have to shut it down. 
they're like yeah. dead because I have to mourn it because otherwise I won't move on or yeah. I won't. So I get that. So there's got to be somewhere in between, but I don't understand like every single person is just like, well, slash burn, slash burn. I mean, I, I, I sort of understand the impulse to not want to like um, make a friendship out of something that wasn't originally right. or to like look in someone's eyes and have them like not feel how they used to feel sure. about you. That's brutal. Um, I think I, 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 I'm like friends with, I'd say, 50% of my serious exes. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, it, it's like, oh, we had a lot of con- lot in common then and we do now. And like, right. you know, um, I, I, I've sort of lost my impulse for everyone to like need, like, you know, to be sure. best friends with everyone. Um, feel now I'm like, I, I'm not going to do the work if, you know, you don't. Yeah. We can both be fine with not needing it. But I've never been someone that's like, oof, after I... I'm not with someone. Yeah. I can't even fathom them or whatever. It's like, yeah, you, you, you mourn it, you get angry and you come back. Yeah. I think there's gotta be like a, a separation of church and state at some point just so yeah. it like stops that, whatever that, the, 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 um, habitual nature of it. Or yeah. Like to a certain degree, the addiction, like the actual chemical, like, yeah, I'm used to seeing you and that's serotonin and whatever yeah. that shit is. But I, I mean, I think the, like the, 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 I mean, it was like my first like in New York serious relationship. Mm-hmm. I'd had like a couple serious relationships in college that one that sort of spilled into after. But I mean, I think it was how unwisely I act, acted because of like how crazy I was for this right. girl that like and we never either time got proper close. Like the first time was kind of this nuclear thing. Yeah. And then the second time was this weird by letter, but all was a right. lie. She wasn't living in the, in when I did find out, I like sent her this email, like the next, the, I think when I came home from that rooftop party uh, being like, I can't, like you are such a crazy liar. Like yeah. what is your life that like, even the second time you, whatever. Did she well, respond to that? She did. And like tried to kind of like, or maybe like fumble through something. And I was right. just like, you know, it fuck you forever me, or yeah. whatever. But, um, I think it took me a really long time to not, she's the only girlfriend I've ever had that I'm like, Oh, I don't like, I would think about running into her for like years after, you know, or think I saw her not out of like, I still love you, but just like still having this, like the, 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 the intensity of feelings good or bad didn't get a chance to like get stomped on in person or fizzle out in person. They just kind of were like, I hate how mad I still am about how like, irresponsible I was and like all these choices I made that yeah. me as an adult would never make or my friends at the time were like what are you doing you're getting yeah. back with this girl that like we all know is you know this sociopath yeah. um like I think the intensity of like wanting to like ex- get that explained away or whatever like it, it stuck with me for a really long time you know yeah. I, I, a friend once said to me that like everyone has uh, how he phrased it is everyone has one criminal in their past, you know, that just like has this inordinate amount of power that like you let treat you way worse than, you know? Yeah. I do think that everybody has like one relationship where like, you know, the one where you like, you get, you break up, you get back together yeah. and everybody like has this shorthand for like, oh yeah, know what that's like. Yeah. And you hope it's one. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's not right. a pattern. Right. But like you said, like you were never got the closure when you guys got back together, like six months later, was that the kind of thing? Like, I'm just excited to be here. I don't want to like, I want to tiptoe around that so as to not like ruin this. Or did you be like, that's what was happening? Why did you do this to me? I still love you, but why? You know, I think I was... 
and this is embarrassing to admit, I think I was like so, I think I was still like in love with her or like uh, so attracted to her that I, I was embarrassed by what had happened before right. and a little bit embarrassed that like we were getting back together in a way sure. that I didn't really want to engage with like, okay, but before we, you know, reaffirm some sort of emotional commitment, like why did you do this? And like, what, you know, with that guy and what, or what I just didn't want to like delve into those right waters because I just didn't, I didn't think I was going to get an answer that like made me happy. And the curiosity was only like humiliating me or whatever. Yeah. And I also think it's like a little bit like if I, if I uh, open this door, like all the bats are going to fly out. Like, yeah. it's just like, it's like the, you know, like the cartoon version of like, I cleaned up my room, but everything's in that closet. As long as that closet's closed, this room is clean. That's a very perfect uh, metaphor because it was just kind of like, huh, well, we're back together mm -hmm. and like, you know, uh, let's, what, where are we going Friday? And like, you know, yeah. and uh, I think just not wanting to deal with the, with the realities of what had happened in the past, much less how we were doing right. then, you know? I think even then I knew she was moving away I think maybe subconsciously I was just kind of like, I wanted another shot at mm -hmm. this, but I like sort of see that it's not like, whew, we, we went through that big challenge and now we're on a road to forever yeah. or whatever. Well, you I think know? there is like a freedom in like knowing that, oh, there's an expiration date. Cause then you don't have to like overanalyze. You don't have to think about like, what am I doing? What is she doing? Where's this going? It's just like, well, we know that there is, there is this, uh, this out and yep. if things go really well, then that out maybe goes away. But otherwise it's like, well, that's, uh, the movie's going to end at some yeah. point. I'm not going to be stuck in this theater forever. Yeah, and I didn't want to think about what had pushed her back into my arms, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, this guy that I'd known since freshman year of college, like, what was their relationship right. like? You know, what was their life like, you know, five blocks from where I live? How did it Oof. end? You know, whose decision was it to end? You know, whatever. I just, like, didn't want to engage with any of those things. So yeah. it was just like... What's up? You know? Yeah. Was, yeah. Let's ignore stuff. Yeah. That feels, that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, after that, the first round happened, did you reach out to those guys, either of those acquaintances? Um, one of them I like barely knew and like, I, I, it, he wasn't the one I like cared about, I guess. But the one that she like, I like remember introducing them. Mm -hmm. Like, um, I think she'd met the other guy through like another set of acquaint like college connections right. or something but this like one guy like i know since freshman year i remember i held on to like anger or disgust for him in a way that was like unhealthy and, right. and incorrect for like a very long time i mean we never had a conversation about it but i think it was this thing of like oh you stole mm -hmm. her from me as if that is as if her agency was not potent there, as if, yeah. like, that's not what happened. We, you know, she, I don't know what I would have done in his situation had this, like, you know, guy I barely knew had this girlfriend that seemed to want to leave him for me. Like, right. would I be like, hey, I owe it to that kid that lived two halls yeah. away from me who I sometimes run into at part, you know, like, yeah. um, but, I, but I think there was a way of, like, separating myself from, like, anger at her or myself by being, like, it's, oh, this guy, what a, what a gross yeah. piece of shit he is. Isn't and it's that, like, uh, it's, he's, he's whatever. He's yeah, but it's so interesting to be like, oh, instead of like the person that I actually am in, have this, you know, unspoken social contract with yeah. that violated that and hurt me. Yeah. I don't want to feel 
disdain and hurt yeah. for her. So it's easier. I'll just transfer it to this other person that is not really part of my life. Yeah. And I, I you know, like in hindsight, it's like gendered and weird to mm-hmm. also do that. You know, like she's just like, I, I can't help who, you know, yeah. who seduces me better uh-huh. or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, uh, so yeah, like we certainly never had a confrontation about, it. I didn't like send him an email being right. like, what are you doing with my, like, yeah. um, we didn't have well, that so kind it's of, it's hard to get that kind of tone over. It that, is. That yeah. 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 Tone and you now can, you can leave an audio message on yeah, your which phone is very effective. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, you know, you kind of talked about like the one criminal or the person you thought about seeing forever. Yeah. And I don't know why, uh, when you said that it made me think of that, there's a, a scene and I think it's like the last season of, um, Mad Men. Uh-huh. Where Don Draper's on the elevator with, uh, I think his name is Ginsburg, and uh-huh. they're like in a fight about something. And yes. He's like, he's like, I feel bad for you, and yeah. he has the best line. It's like, I don't think about you at all. Yeah, yeah. And it's like that is like the coldest shit. Yeah. It's like, you know, you love somebody, you hate somebody, you're angry or whatever. That's like a power. Mm-hmm. There's like the inverse is like, uh, I don't care. And yeah. That's like the thing that hurts even more. Like, but I have such. I feel this thing for you and you don't seem to nothing in return. That's like what really is brutalized. I've always like wondered how in what way our relationship does or doesn't loom in her life. Right. Because like the guy she like actually left me for in that she was in school with, mm-hmm. she ultimately married. Okay. But then didn't stay with. Okay. And has her, you know, life moves on, you know, mid thirties right. or whatever. That's not crazy. But, um, I'm just like, Oh, you know, it's, I, I wonder, cause we like, we had, we've had contact like once or twice. Right. Um, ran into each other at like a reading of a mutual friend and like our, our fathers passed away within like a year or two of one sure. another. And like we, we, and I like ran into her dad somewhere before he passed. Um, so we like have had these civil things, but I've certainly never, I kind of thought, I was like, well, that's behind and right. you know, she's moved on and married. I mean, obviously we've both moved on, but like she's had married and then mm-hmm. this or whatever. But I was in New York, like in the fall, I think. Yeah. And was meeting a friend for a drink in the neighbor, in the neighborhood she used to not like going to. And like, I was early and it had these big kind of like, not French doors, but those sort of like windows that turn on their side, that kind of like brasserie open air vibe to this wine bar at night. And like, it was kind of quiet. And she was like, just sitting at the bar by herself, reading a book with Mm. air buds in and like, hadn't seen that my friend was waiting outside in the corner. And I was just like, let's go somewhere else. Like I hadn't seen this friend in New York in a while. And it, but it like, it actually like threw me off in this way. I'm like, I don't know what, I would say, like, we're past the point of having to have any real discussion, but I also right. don't want to, like, sit 10 feet from her and catch up with someone she also used to know from yeah. back then while she, like, read her book alone and drank wine. Like, I don't know, want to know what her, like, so it was this weird thing of, like, let's go to another bar. And he's like, yeah. is that her in there? And I was like, I think it is. I think it is, and that's, that's enough. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And it, like, didn't, like, stick with me in a, like, oh, so weird seeing her, but just, like, a... I actually don't want to dig back into, yeah. you know, I don't want to like ask her what she's up to and pretend that we're so, you yeah. know, oh, we're just adults who are beyond it. I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I pre, I like not knowing. Yeah. I think that is probably the healthy way to do it. I think so. But I think also like, I think that's part of the reason like I strive to at least be like friendly with yeah. exes and stuff. Cause I feel like in so many ways, like it's like a living 
journal. It's like yeah. a, it is. This is like this person is like a time capsule of where I was at that period of my For life. For sure. And even if like that's kind of whatever, I'm just assigning value to it. Yeah. But it's like at one point in time, I was interested enough to uh, spend if it's like a week or two or uh, several years. Yeah. Like that is in may also be a cliche, but that was like my best friend for that period yes, or whatever. Yes. Uh-huh. So like just to like shut that off, it feels like it's a little bit like closing off a part of yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. So it is like the, the haunting thing of like, I do, I would like to, we spent so much time, but also yeah. that was bad. Yeah. You knew me at this, you knew my family. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think... I think part of me doesn't mind putting aside or putting behind me the type of person I was, right. not just in relationships, but like, I don't know, this, the, the type of, I, I, I hope that I like continue to like improve in a variety of ways, um, you know, with how my relationships romantic or not right. are, with how I sort of like treat myself and feel about myself and the ways in which I work. I'm like, never, I never look at photos from the past and feel like, um, Oh, like glory days or any kind like, maybe it's because I was also like, you know, always hung over and 30 pounds heavier uh, for most of my photos in my twenties. But like, I, I'm like, never like, Oh, that, that was a, that was a nice time. And I wish I could like live in those memories a little bit more. I always sort of feel like, Oof, that was crazy that that's right. who I used to be. And not just because I dated a girl who was mean to me, but just sort of like, what was I doing with A, B, and yeah. C back then? Like, I, I, I appreciate it. I will remember it. I'm not, like, closing the door on it. But also, I'm never, like, trying to access that time again. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, if there is ever a time, like, the way that, that she weirdly, like, kind of walked into your, or you walked into her life. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if I believe in like kismet or anything like that, but I do feel like if that's ever supposed to be a thing, yeah. it will at some point. Yeah. Um, I guess I have like uh, two questions. Sure. One, because um, this is a thing that I feel like I do, and it feels like just the way that you were uh, raised and also in terms of like uh, schooling and mm-hmm. the way that like, oh, I wish there was another one with me with, you know, dead, sick parents. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you ever like in that period or even now, like look internally, like what did I do wrong? How could I fix it? Or was like, you said it was like the first time, like I felt like fully like a victim. Like I didn't do anything. Was there like that period between like you got back together? Like what the fuck did I do? Did I do something wrong? And is that why you felt like you wanted to go back to try to. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I felt it between when Mm -hmm. we broke up the first time and got back together. I think I just was like a, you know, scorned guy who still was attracted to her and wanted to like, I I, I did feel that like by getting back together subconsciously, it was erasing how gross the breakup was. It's like, well, that's all part of a thing that no longer is relative to the continuity because we started dating and we're still dating now. So like, who cares what happened on the the way? The story's not over. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, I think a few years after I did start to like realize the ways in which I was complicit in like pushing her away or not being like a particularly easy or, you know, generous partner. Right. You know, and that so much of probably why she, I think was a person who people became attracted to very easily or were sort of sucked in or mesmerized by her was the ways in which she like molded herself to be the compliment to kind of like, her partner, um, 
So like, I think it like fed into my own selfishness and kind of like, well, I do things this way and this is how I am. And this is like the best and the coolest. And she, for a period at least was like, totally, you know, like, yeah. Um, and so like in hindsight, I'm like, well, that's not actually how you like form a connection with someone or have any kind of enduring. It's not like the best relationship is where one just defers to the like other person's yes. natural, you know, this I, is what I want to do. Yeah, you I'm know? a virus and I will become whatever you are. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I had had a, I, I, a therapist had once told me like that actually like, for example, two narcissists can have like a can work well together, but also like one narcissist can have very good relationships with someone who's right. otherwise like smaller or less depend, you know, like right. that it can be complimentary, but I'm like, I don't think that's actually how I am or what that was. I think she just sort of would like T 1000 herself into yeah. being like, um, you know what actually made me think about it a lot? And I'm not saying she's a criminal, but like that gone girl, Sure. You know, cool girl monologue of like the, 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 what I imagine is like the power of just seeming like this too good to be true. Like I'm a hot girl, but also like, you know, I like whiskey and like all this sort right. of that sort of like that vibe of like, Oh, well, yeah, this is like what all, you know, mm -hmm. this is what a partner is. Um, so I think like, I kind of like became aware of, yep. I was, it was not my fault, but I also like, I was not just this like dream boyfriend who got, um, there's culpability ambushed yeah. or whatever. It's right. like, no, I was kind of like, we had, we had no real easy mechanism to communicate, yeah. you know, emotionally. And I was what I was and she found a, you know, escape hatch twice. Yeah. I think that four times, five times. Yeah. Sure. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like that is a uh, very healthy. I feel like my instinct is to always like, what did I do wrong? And oftentimes there's, Sometimes it's like tiny little things and other times like, oh, I was a bad boyfriend in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. But in that, did, <laughs> after that happening twice to you, and you're still young. So yeah, like, yeah, I'm young, yeah. yeah. I think the second time was maybe 26, 21, so, finally fully so ended, yeah. I feel like, I don't know why the metric in my head is like, by 27, you're, you're adultish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, did it take a while after that to like... Uh, trust somebody or to like were you expecting like well someone's gonna fuck you're gonna fuck with me in some capacity or was that just like this is one person i can compartmentalize i mean i'll i'll be honest i think it messed with me for a while in the way that like i had like really been i'd really been into like my previous you know mm -hmm. I, these college relationships but like i felt like i think i always i had a feeling that like physically she was out of my league right. and that she treated me so poorly was somehow like, well, that math works out. Right. Like I can either feel like head over heels, <clears throat> like hot for someone, mm -hmm. or I can be in like a, um, mature, respectful mm -hmm. relationship. But like both of those can't happen at the same time. Right. You know, like, which I think just kind of like, I, I think I dove into a relationship too quickly after that was like not healthy in certain ways just sure. because I was like, but it's not that it's and not it's these, distraction. I don't yeah. have to feel stuff. And it doesn't have this kind of intensity of like, you know, I would like 
you know, I'll shoot a cop if you want, you know, like that. I was like, well, maybe that's just my youth or whatever. But I like had no, this. But you, you go to that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I am always. Yeah. I, when I first arrived here, like, I'm going to shoot a cop. Yeah. The I cop was walking by. I was like, I'll go for his gun. Yeah. And you, you know, it'd be funny. Right. Yeah. Um, it'll make you feel comfortable in my house. Right. I'll shoot him. Yeah. Um, and I think it took like time. And then like, I think also like meeting my current partner who like is both ends of those things, right. you know, of being like, oh, okay, no, I actually, one is they're not mutually exclusive where like either you can like feel like Nicolas Cage in uh, Moonstruck uh-huh. have those feelings or you can be you know I don't think Danny, Danny Aiello is how I would describe my last relationship but yeah. um, <laughs> just as like either level headed and like I'm compartmentalized and just kind of like no we're in a nice relationship or I'm like losing my mind you can right. actually like have the best of right. of both but it took me a long time to figure that out. Yeah, I and it was think, her fault. <laughs> is, yep, that is fascinating. But I also think it's an interesting rationalization. It perhaps speaks to an age or just like a uh, ingrained insecurity in everybody. Like just like, oh well, because at least I'm a, I'm saying that they are. I'm punching out of my weight class, so I deserve to be treated maybe less good. Yeah, like yeah. that's the trade-off. Yeah, which is not fair. And no, it's not true. But it's it was, also yeah. I think, and I then I think of like. I don't think it ever made me like, I certainly never became like misogynist sort of, well, you know, mm. hot, like hot girls are nuts or like there was, there was no element of that, but there was right. a little bit of like, you know, I think the same things that made me like Gaga for her were also perhaps these like unpredictable mercurial intensity or something that like, right. I don't know, like in a lunar way is not tied to, uh, you know, reasonable, like reasonable emotional health or something. Like I just like weirdly made this connection because of her that it just is not true. Um, it kind of feels like I have, uh, um, I have this, I have this tiger. I have this tiger yeah. in my house, and how beautiful and amazing right. is it? Oh, but it's a fucking tiger in my house. Yeah, it's, it's like it would be more reasonable to have a cat, but like cats are not as like cool. And no big. one wants yeah. to come over your house to see the cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, That's maybe not the best metaphor, but yeah, no, I'm liking like, it. Yeah, I, I think, okay. we've, yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had a tiger, I would definitely people would want to come over and see it. But also, tiger, my like, friends all hated my tiger. Uh, <laughs> my friends were like, "You got that tiger that again? Gonna kill you?" Yeah. <laughs> We're not having the tiger over to our house yeah. for Sunday dinner. Yeah, it's this not is, great, man. yeah, we all hate her, and we've said it to the you. The tiger to doesn't face. know how to use a toilet. Yeah. Um, so that was sort of like that, that, but I think that was only unlearned via experience. I don't right. think it was just, it was like uh, to have those feelings was the only thing that was like, man, I can't believe right. that that's how I was operating. So it was, like a, it was like a Pavlovian thing that just had to be slowly unlearned by yeah. other experience. Yeah. yeah. But, I, but I don't know, like, that is generally the course of young relationships you know like I think there's also the a lot of weight is put on her because it was my early 20s my first serious like I'm living an adult life with a job and you know an apartment that is not a dorm and man you know like I I think it felt it loomed very large for me for that reason too yeah, it is um, uh, I, I, a thing that I've been grappling with recently is like, okay, I'm 37. I have, I think I've done a lot of work to become like more emotionally vulnerable and uh, have a higher, a better at communicating and yeah. more uh, an emotional intelligence. But like also the inverse of that is like, I am 37 and I have 37 years of baggage. Right. So like those things almost kind of cancel each other out. Yeah. Like I found like in relationships of late, like I've made mistakes in these that I've never made before. And like, shouldn't I be better at that by now? Right. 
but I guess that's also the thing is like, it's, it's every, every, uh, just mathematically, chemically, like two people are yeah. going to elicit a different response than two other people. Like the, 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 the uh, um, response I have with one person are yes. wildly different. Cause you maybe have never had whatever activated or when you last did, you weren't the same person. So yes. now do you ever feel, and I, I don't mean to get dark about this, mm-hmm. but I'm 36. Um, and I've always been someone that's like, like, a, I'm like a sure I can keep moving. I can mm-hmm. keep changing and keep improving. Like there's whatever. Or is any part of you ever starting to feel like, Oh wait, there's like, this might just be, who I am, or I'm rounding the third, I'm rounding third base on right. actually like locking into something, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I think, um, to some degree, yes. I feel like there's a lot of things that I've grown in better ways. Like I think there's more humility, I think in general, I think there's, uh, I'm better at communicating, mm-hmm. but I also think I see myself like making certain mistakes or being cavalier in certain ways, or like just like little things, like if, if it's a movie or if it's work, I'll be on time, but everything else, I'm always going to be five to 10 minutes. Late. Yeah. And like, that's a small thing, but it's like, why can't I just change right. that? Right. So like those kinds of things, I'm like, I guess that's a little bit locked in. Yeah. Um, that's maybe not the best example, but I do I wonder like if like certain... for something like that, which is indicative of a lot of, I, I'm someone that like, there's certain things I do that I've always done, still right. do. I still bug me that I do. I still mm-hmm. intend to change, but they never will. And, but then I have friends that have like similarly have, whether it's, you know, lateness or this or that, um, that kind of have made the narrative where like, that's who I am. You know, right. I do that. And like, that bugs me. It always sure. bugs me to be like, Oh, like you've, you've, you've created a sort of justification for uh-huh. this fault instead it's of me. working on it, yeah. you know? But I'm like, but I'm wasting all this anxiety on something I've never never successfully changed no matter how much like intent or, yeah. you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to work this way and I'm going to do 60 minutes, you know, whatever systems I try to do to change. Like for the most part, a lot of this stuff's not changing or it's changing so slow. So I'm like, is that healthier than just being like, look, I only, uh, I do things last minute and I only do them late at night and that's me deal with it. You know, I mean, I think there's certain things it's like, okay, it's better to like, cause I think that's the thing that I've learned a lot from getting older is just like, be nice to yourself. Like the things that like, cause I recently, like six months ago, I got pulled over for uh, re- my register, not even the right registration ticket on mm-hmm. my or sticker on my car, uh-huh. right? And had like you know three months to rectify that, and then got to like the last day before I had to do it. I was like, oh fuck, and then like got an extension. Yeah, and then like that extension ended, I think this week, and I just took care of it last week, and like it was such a pain in the ass to go to the MV twice because I went once, lost the shit that I needed to yeah. rectify it, went again. Mm-hmm. So like that's stiff stuff drives me crazy yeah. about myself. Right. And I hate that. Yeah. But like other things that are like, I can't even think of an example now, but there's certain things I'm like, okay, there's a little bit of diminishing returns. If like, cause I feel like when I was younger, I would beat myself up right. so much about shit, like about little things. Um, but also inverse about what you're talking about friends. Like yeah. there's, I think another thing that's happened to me is I've gotten older is like, I recognize like, this is a very good friend of mine. And this is one area that I'm just not going to count on them for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then our friendship's kind of better as mm-hmm. opposed to me being just like continually upset about that. Yeah. And just like, okay, when you have, I have one friend who is like so warm and sweet and very thoughtful, but like whenever he's got tunnel vision, whenever he's working on something, yep. then he just kind of disappears yeah. or is like much less thoughtful and kind of selfish. 
but like I know that about him. Yeah. So like now it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. It's like, okay, yeah. I know that you're going to be locked in sometimes and yep. other times you just have this singular focus that might be annoying, but like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel let down by that anymore. I, I've, I've sort of similarly been feeling that with, I think maybe it's because I didn't have like friends for really long stretches growing up. Like I would, I had, you know, dear friend through high school and then college friends, but like moved around so much. Yeah. And yeah. just, and always sort of making new friends and not being at the same school or whatever. I like only now I'm starting to see friendships in or, or other people in these kind of like cyclical, they're the same and they've been the same for 15 right. years. Like right. I, it took me a long time to realize that that's how people are, that that's how these friends are. We're like, but there's things that I'm now releasing that used to bug me of like, Oh, you're doing that again. And I thought you weren't going to do that right. anymore, right. but it's like, Oh no, this is actually what happens when he gets in a new relationship mm-hmm. and it tends to like swing back around and there's this. And I just need to like see it as just this thing that's going to keep happening right. for the next 15 years rather than like, how has this still not changed in the last 15? It's like, because nothing, you know, nothing really has. Yeah. Cause it feels like a little bit, it's like, it's on you. If like, you know, you touch the stove once and you're like, Oh, it's hot. Yeah. But if you keep on touching the stove without learning that lesson, like that's at a certain point it's on you. Cause like yeah. you can't, you can either like, if that, if something about a friend or a partner really bothers you, you yeah. either like give voice to it, see how that happens. Yeah cut them out of your life or just accept it. Cause yeah. like if, if you're getting frustrated, what's like the old adage, like, um, holding on to resentment is like letting someone live rent free in your brain. Oh yeah. Cause yep. it's just like, it doesn't, it's not bothering anybody except for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I try to always like, uh, kind of wrap these things up in like asking for advice. Mm-hmm. So like as somebody like, cause I've been in that position, it was different. Cause it wasn't like such a, um, uh, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't as as shocking like i knew all of when my my story became a public story mm-hmm. like it was shocking that it was happening yeah but i knew the circumstances were i knew yes. that i was separating yes i knew that there was yeah. a new relationship but the fact that anybody in the world was interested in about it that was shocking yeah. to me yeah and like i went on dates like six months later i remember going two or three dates and just like at one point being like, yeah, I had this ex. And then they, uh, they, you know, ended up, uh, realizing that they were a lesbian and like two, I remember two specific dates were like, Oh, you're that guy. And I was right. like, oof, that doesn't feel yeah. right. But, um, I guess my point is <laughs> what is your advice for anybody who is like, finds themselves in a situation where like the carpet, the rug is fully pulled out from underneath you in like a romantic context, man. Um, I mean, I feel like what I, I shouldn't, I feel like managing anger Mm -hmm. is important. I feel like I relished the anger like too much. And now with hindsight, it was like, you know, casting them as the villain and just like, just putting all my, like funneling all my emotions through this like tube of spite or fury or whatever, when really the emotions I was feeling were like very complicated and like in waves, but it was just like, no, no, like this, this terrible person did this. Like, I think that that was wasted energy that like also caused me to not look at anything and how I was operating and to not really be critical about the relationship or about myself as a partner. Cause like all it was, was like, you're bad. I'm good. Yeah. You did the thing you weren't supposed to, like Mm -hmm. we had a deal and you broke it. So all there is, is to like punish you for that or to be 
angry that you were the the bad party. And it's right. it almost was like it's one thing to have a fight and break up and be like. Well, they started the whatever. Like, at least you get to sort of like go back and forth or deal with something. Or it just felt like I didn't deal with anything twice because mm-hmm. it was like through this thing. Um, this is maybe not helpful for a lot of listeners, but um, many years later, I then wrote like a pilot inspired by this, and it changed quite a bit of it. But for the necessities of making a TV project, I had to like one not make the female character a um, crazy a, lunatic a, a who, who yeah. ruins the hero's life. And I also had to like give the main character, I had to look and find what the main character's flaws were beyond just sure. because it wasn't a story of like guy dumped by lunatic. Um, and having to like think about that and pull from what actually was the truth, which is like my ex was not just a pure sociopath and yeah. I was not just a you know, Saint. a dumbstruck mm-hmm. hero, um, was very healthy, like creating this kind of balanced story where like, you know, her journey might be mysterious or it might be like unknown, but like finding the answer. I mean, the, the show is sort of about like the, the, the guy trying to like figure out what happened, but like if he figures out all the details as if that will put everything back together. And I think that's a lesson that it took me a long time to learn. It's like, no, that doesn't solve anything that you, that, you know, like if I had known when she'd, when I'd messed things up or when she had started not liking me or liking this other guy or what happened at, like, if I knew all these particulars that that was going to like put everything back together again, um, is false, right. You know, the this mystery is, is not that helpful. This is a question that like, I remember at some point, uh, somebody said it to me years and years ago and I like initially took umbrage with it. It's like, that's bullshit. But now like, I kind of think it's true. Yeah. Like the notion of like everybody by and large is doing the best they can. Mm-hmm. Whether it means like, Oh yeah, you're not to, uh, building, you know, um, shelters in Honduras where yeah. you may not be volunteering at a soup kitchen all your right, free time. Right. But by and large, we're trying, we're doing the best we yeah. can. Do you think like, is there any sort of like a solace or freedom, like looking back at like whatever was going on with her, even though she hurt me, mm-hmm. I'm sure she was to some degree doing the best that she could, that she was capable of in that moment. Or you think that's bullshit? Um, Cause I think people like, I found when I asked this question, people were like fall on one side. You know, I think, I think as I've gotten older, I've become someone that like has tried to be the person that's like, you know what? No one's ever lazy. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing. At like, if you think someone's lazy, you just don't actually know all the things they're going through. Like right. whether it be anxiety, life situations, this or that, like in friend with friends, with what, like I do try to live by the, everyone is doing the best they can. Um, but I'm on the other side. I'm like, I don't think people sometimes are working hard enough at becoming the better version that they can. That's interesting. Um, that actually is what, what I live with more than just like, no, no, she was a bad person or she was doing the best she could. I think, um, I think sometimes it's uh, the worst parts of ourselves are easy or addictive or satisfying. And we prefer that to like any of the hard work of like trying to be better. Um, but it's also understandable why one is wants to do the easy thing and wants, yeah. wants to not change. So, um, while I go back and forth, I think in terms of her, I was like, no, she was going through, you know, she had like dealt with a lot of demons that had nothing to do with our relationship right. and, and were serious, like 
I won't say mental health things uh, to like stigmatize any of it, but like she was someone that had like a lot of struggles and like our relationship was messed up as a side effect of many of them, but not as the, you know, that wasn't the whole picture. It's not like the only thing that she was struggling with was being in committed relationships. You know, like I, I kind of, um, even if I don't understand, I like sympathize. I, I think I have more sympathy than I have like, um, judgment with this much distance. That's good. I also think that, uh, it's oftentimes very freeing just to be like, Oh, right. This yeah. isn't about me. Yep. Yes. I'm yes. so often like, Oh, this is you fuck. You fucking did this thing to me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. But how much of that is about me? How much of that is about whatever relationship you had with your mother? Yeah. I mean, and, and to be honest, she walked into my life and then walked out of it two and a half years later. And that maybe there were like, you know, ripples afterwards, but like, this story that like was a bad thing that happened to me, like that book closed for me and was like, ultimately I'm like a very happy, healthy person and have had like happy, healthy relationships and like don't have, you know, deep, deep, terrible struggles. You know, like I known what I wanted to do for a long time and I've like moved toward it and try, you know, had good friends. Like she's, she has to live with the sort of struggles she's had beforehand afterward, you know, um, I sympathize with like, oh, that's actually harder than just like sure. how one time a girl when I was 25, you know, left me for yeah, one or two friends, lied three times yeah. or whatever. It's yeah. like, which ain't great, but still. Yeah. 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 Um, well, thanks, man. Hey, man, this was really, really fun. I appreciate it. I love your house and I love your cabinets. Thank you so that's much. That's the real takeaway. Yeah. Here. Yeah. They're beautiful. Cabinets. Yeah. They're great cabinets. Thanks. Nothing buddy. else will do. Only you. There it is. It's done. A new episode in the books. Mark it. Thank you so much, Max, for taking time out of your Sunday to sit down and chat with me. Uh, I love that guy. He's great. He's sweet. He's got a great house. Good, good, uh, good eye for interior design, that man. Um, if you like the guy, and you should, support him. Check him out on Twitter. It's at Max Silvestri. Uh, also, check out the comedy lineup. Uh, also, if, if uh, Big Terrific is ever doing, he does shows with uh, good old uh, Jenny Slate and Gabe Liebman, check them out. They're also delightful. What I'm saying is get in business with Max Silvestri. Thank you so much, Max. I really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day and telling me just a, a hell of a story. Uh, a couple other thank yous. Thank you to uh, Julia Plotkin and Gaming Flying Club for art and music. And thank you to Hayden Fongheiser for doing everything behind the scenes. Another big thank you, uh, per usual, goes to you guys for being dope, for being rad, for being other things that are synonymous for being very cool. I love you and I hope you have a great week. You've